Yeah, I, I know. I mean, like, Wu-Tang Clan, man, in my opinion, I think they're the greatest rap group of all time. You say it. Wu-Tang Clan, the greatest rap group of all time. Who do you think? Yeah. That's a little B and Soldier Boy? You think uh, that's the best group? <laughs> uh, nah, I, I, me, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Outkast. Mm. Outkast is a good group. Yeah, they're a good group, too, for sure. I think it's, it's between Outkast and... Yeah, I would say it's probably between Outkast and Wu-Tang. They might be one. They might be just one A and one B though. Like it really could go like that. Yeah, that's fair. All right, yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is the Highly Advised Podcast. This is your boy Lau, aka B Cozy Too Cozy. What's up, guys? How are you doing? And let let the motherfuckers know who you are. Let these <laughs> pussy ass. I'm just kidding. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he not like the listeners, man? <laughs> yeah, what's no. going on, y'all? Um, this is Nigel having a decent week, waiting for Last of Us Two to come out tonight. You know, that's uh that's my goal. You said what to come out? The Last of Us Two. It's this game. I just replayed the first one. It's one of my favorite single player experiences ever. Like that game oh, is a really? classic. Yeah, man, that game is really, really good. Hmm. I have to check it. I'm not gonna check it out though. Uh, <laughs> I was like, he's not, he's not gonna play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try. You know how you try to wave somebody off, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna check that out. No, yeah. you're lying. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out, but I'm lying. Uh, um, but yeah, oh, that's what's up though. I mean, it sounds like you know what you're gonna be doing this whole weekend. Uh, well, nah, I might be uh making my way down to the beach at some point. I gotta go and see my my dad. Honestly, it's Father's Day. <laughs> All right, so. Let me know how you guys did. Man, fuck it. Come on. Let, let's just start talking. Let me like, feel like a script. So, BT Awards, right? So, the BT Awards. BT Awards. Damn, <laughs> Let me tell them how my week was or some shit. Go, go ahead. I, 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 <laughs> skipped over me and all that. Say, yo, all right, Najee, you ready? All right, cool. Let's go. <laughs> what about me? All right, um, we'll start there. The, the Spence's week. Yeah, uh, I'm good, man. I can't complain. It's been a crazy week, like any other in this world we living in. And the I I don't even say we live. I don't even take it day by day. I say we live by episodes now. So, episode whatever this is of of life. Fourteen. Epi- episode fourteen of the podcast, but episode episode whatever of life. It's been a it's been an interesting week. Uh, been listening to some different music. Checked out Stove God Cooks. Finally, uh, Reasonable Drought. Nice, nice. Bang, banger, slaps. Shout outs to on a uh, on a humble for giving me that suggestion because that joint is fire. Yeah, on the so, humble had a had a decent few picks for album of the year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He had um, who was it? I think it was Freddie Gibbs. Uh, who was it? Freddie Gibbs. Drake was Drake, the uh, the Dark Lane demo tapes. Yeah. Dark, oh, okay. Dark Lane demo tapes. Um, shit. Who else was it? Um, I think it was. What was it? I Jay-Z. think it was Freddie. Freddie Gibbs, Westside Gun, Jay Z and Jay Electronica. Um, Drake and Stove Got Cooks. Word. Yeah. So, but he got some good taste though. Me and was chopping it up for a minute about uh just different music. Got some good taste. Like the Stove God Cooks joint is hard. Uh, the beats, because Rock Marcy did the beats actually for that. So, yes, sir. It's a good project. Yep. 
Yeah, I started listening to it while I was working out the other day, and I was just like, oh, I fuck with this. Like, it's it's nice, you know what I mean? It's different. Yeah. Yeah, his style is different, too. His voice kind of reminds me of another rapper that me and Loud know of. His name is uh, Nico Is. No, oh, the Puerto Rican nigga. Yeah. I don't, actually, yeah. I don't think he's Puerto Rican. I think he's from somewhere else, but his voice, their voices sound similar to me. Oh, I thought it was Puerto Rican. Maybe it's like, yeah, let me he, not say it, because I don't want to I'm, I'm not sure where he's from. Yeah. I think he's he's from Hispanic origins let me say that much yeah yeah Mm. i know um speaking of like out of just rap in general i was actually on my way up to this farmer's market and i listened to um i was watching this battle i think it was through rbe though it was gichi Gotti and b dot versus uh a ward and loso bro out of and I, I've watched tons of battle rap. That may be one of the classic battles I've ever seen before. I'm gonna have to watch that shit tonight. It, it's just different all around because you just got lyrics. You got lyricism on both sides. Geechee Gotti is like the top one of like the top guys in uh, URL right now. So, and then we got um, I think they just said Mike P. I think Mike P. is battling on on Gnome that's coming out pretty soon. Gnome Ten. I think I forget who he's battling though. Uh, I think it's Mike. I think it's Mike P and Saga. So I've been like just getting deeper into my like rap shit. Like my just in my, my battle bag. Cause I I've been slipping for, for like the past couple weeks just with everything else going on. So I'll definitely tell people if they get a chance, watch A Ward and Loso versus Gichi Gotti and B B Dot. It's a classic battle. My thing is like with those two on two battles though, they can feel like kind of gimmicky at times you know what i mean uh this was so not, not like that none of them are like that anymore to me like okay. the majority of them like before it used to be like that but like when it first started when it was primarily like k-shine and that's DNA. what i'm thinking of yeah like that's like and that's in the beginning of like the two on twos it was kind of gimmicky then but like when you look at like when you look at um gun titles or you look at Hollow to Don and Low to Luxes. I think Hollows. You look at Kayshawn. Well, Kayshawn don't really do the don't really do him as much anymore. But he did uh, he did do one with uh, DNA versus Geechee Gotti and um, Rum Nitty. Rum Nitty and Geechee Gotti are like a great duo together. Rum Nitty, one of my favorites, to be honest with you, right now. Okay. Rum Nitty, um, Tay Rock. Tay Rock's always gonna be one of my favorites. He's I think he's supposed to be on the next gnome also. Yeah, um, like, who's he battling? He's battling uh, somebody relatively soon. Uh, isn't he battling? Uh, who's battling daylight? He's battling daylight. Boom, that's, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, what about Pat Stay? What about Pat Stay? Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about Pat Stay. <laughs> nobody cares about Pat Stay. Nobody Got cares about feelings about Pat Stay. Man. <laughs> Pat Stay is nice though. You can't hate on Pat Stay, man. Pat Stay is, bro. Nobody's gonna be nobody. Trust me, nobody's gonna be watching for nobody checks for Pat Stay like that. Like if you tell me Pat Stay's battling. I don't know too many people that's gonna say, "Hey, I got to watch this." That's like, I mean. Pat Stay's not that. Pat Stay doesn't have that. Like, I'd rather watch Mike P over Pat Stay, personally. And like, and Mike P is kind of like Mike. Mike P is kind of like a little different. Like, but he's I, I would say Mike P, Chess, uh, Danny Myers. Chess is my guy. My man's don't like Chess though. He's what like, about Real Deal? Who? Real Dale from King of the Dot. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Oh, uh, he's he apparently he's the current King of the Dot battle rap champion. Yeah, 
So that means he must That's, be must be nice, right? I mean, but he's not on URL, so it's not I, URL or RBE. So I'm really... just fucking around. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know shit about that. <laughs> I was about to say, like, it's not RBE. It's not RBE or URL. URL is like the UFC of a battle rap to some extent. And like, RBE is like the Bellator. Uh, RBE or King of the Dot is somewhere. They're like in that air in that space. Like it is where battle rap is a little weird because like people. It's still like the old days, like the old days of like UFC where you could fight in UFC, but you can go fight in Pride and Strike Force all interchangeably, right? Like this is like it's kind of the same where Geechee Gotti, he's like a big figure in URL, but he's taking battles that aren't URL. Like see, non URL battles. See, like I always thought of King of the Die as like the number two and I never really knew everything else was kinda of like to the wayside for me because I didn't really know about him like that. Right. Well, I mean, it 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 got bad. It's just it, it used to be the same way for me. It, there was a moment in time where it was King of the Dot and URL, and then eventually, it I think RBE grew, RBE grew over time, and, and on top of it, it's an American league. Like King of the Dot is an American league, so it's non-American. So it's I don't know. It's kind of it's it's real tricky. Only battle I'll be honest though, the only battle that I want to see this year. Is loaded Lux versus Sue Surf. That Ooh, is the that sounds good. That's the battle where, to some extent, it could split the culture because Surf is from like that younger. Top, he's the top dog of the younger of the URL generation, while Lux and Mook are like the top dogs of the Smack generation. So, okay. it, yeah. So it's interesting to see what's going to come up come of that. But for right now, right now, I think when it comes to Daylight and uh, Tay Rock, I, I can't even put my money on nobody right now because with quarantine, like, you don't know what can happen. Like, you have people like Charlie Clips talking about he'll battle, like, two. I think he said he wanted to battle, like, Geechee Gotti or somebody and then turn around the next day and battle, like, Averb. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, like, he's saying, or I think he said in 48 hours he wanted to battle Geechee Gotti and Averb. And like just in within forty eight hours, which is not an easy task, but at the same time, Charlie Clips lyrically is is bar none. Like he's he's at a different he's at a different echelon when it comes to battle rap. So, but hopefully, um, I know with like the like with the pandemic and everything going on, I'm curious to see how how this transfers how battle rap would transfer over because of the BET Awards. Because I don't know if you're familiar, but I think last year. I think it was last year. It was Geechee Gotti. It like they had like this little tournament or whatever at the BET Awards, and I think the winner was DNA. Really? Because I think it yep. was yeah, it was DNA. Yeah, because it was he, DNA versus Geechee Gotti. He played. He played off the crowd, and the crowd was like, "Ooh, ah, ooh, ah," you know, and ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Now you can turn that to a beat, dude. But <laughs> sample that shit. Yeah, but. Yeah, he won and he played off the crowd. But you can watch it on YouTube. It's live and free on YouTube. And guess what? Guess what? You don't need a password. It's free. So I'm not going to talk about that battle no more. But I will talk about the BET war. <laughs> Jesus, nigga. Oh my God. <laughs> talk about fucking up a transition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like a nigga brick. It's like this man bricked at the layup. Like, it's like yo. It's like, it's like I put the two in the air. I put the one in the air. He's like, oh, you want us to run an isolation? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you but the laughter, the laughter made up for the botch, though. So it's all good. <laughs> facts, facts. But yeah, but, like I, I, I don't know what's gonna happen with with that. But I know the BET Awards though is gonna be um, and it's gonna be. I'm curious to see that part in the BET Awards. But I'm very curious to see. Like I'm not. I'll probably watch parts of the BET Awards to be honest, because I think it's all streamed this year. So, do we have like a, a list of nominees or anything? I mean, do we really have to go through it? Does it does it really mean anything to us? Because I'm not gonna lie, it doesn't mean shit to me. It doesn't mean nothing to me too. It it doesn't mean anything to me, but I also pay. I try to pay attention to like who it concerns, and like I look at artists like Uzi, for instance, right? Okay. Like, I don't know who's in the top five uh, or who's in like the rappers of the year or whatever, but for some reason, Uzi didn't make the cut. And he he was actually vocal. I saw on Twitter or something he was vocal about not being being in that one of the nominees. So I, that's the only thing that, that's the only thing that concerned me. But at the same time, it's kind of a politics game from what I've heard. So 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 let me run down a little bit of the nominations. Okay, so we got for album of the year, you got Lizzo with "Cause I Love You," "Make the Stallion Fever." Beyonce, the homecoming, the live album, which is I think is a live concert version. Her with I used to know her. Kirk by the Baby and Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial. So that's a terrible nomination listing. How would you change it? Huh? How would you change it? Uzi deserves to be in there. Of course. I would remove. I would remove Kirk from the Baby, especially since he already dropped. Especially since he already dropped another album after that, um, but does that I, I would keep Lizzo in there because you know Lizzo is a big time artist. When did that? So was the baby. The baby is a big artist, also. Not not bigger than Lizzo. He's he, but he's hands down. We can't deny that he probably won. He was probably the biggest male rapper last last year. He's not a new new artist. He's he was one of the he was one of the biggest artists last year. Easily. Right, but. He, but he's not bigger than Lizzo. He was the equivalent to Meg. He, which is not bigger than Lizzo. Okay, there, but Meg is also, so would you take Meg out? Fever was I mean, do you think Fever was a good album? I don't. Personally me, I'm not a big Meg fan, but what I'm saying is when we look at albums of the year, right? Right. When we look at Meg, would you keep I'm, what I'm asking is would you keep Meg in based off of everything that's surrounding her? And then if so, why would you not keep the baby in there? Because so I'll, maybe maybe I'm being a, a fair critic, right? Album of the year mean like, hey, this body of work is good, not hey, this artist is the most popping. But they I, have, but at, at the same time, that plays a part, and that plays a that popularity plays a part into what made the made their music that big, and also their album. Because I think that I, I think Kirk went like I think Kirk did did good performance wise, right? Right, but okay, so. So I mean, six nine does numbers, but do you think his body of work is quality? See, Would you ever put that? That's what I'm saying. Album of the year should be quality, not not like you know who's the most popping. Because if you if you're talking about most popping, then why is it somebody like you know Billie Eilish or whatever like that being talked about in this? And and I understand right, BT Black Entertainment. So I get that. But I'm saying like album of the year. When I'm here, album of the year, I'm here like okay, what was the best project like mu- like musically people are going to be talking 
was talking about this for the entire year. I heard a lot of people talk about Lizzo, a lot of her music. A lot of people liked a lot of her music. Make the Stallion. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying that a lot of people didn't like some of her music, but it wasn't like her whole album was fire. It was like one or two songs. You know what I mean? But see, she has a female fan base, and her female fan base was like they were big on. Like, I think Fever was like the one that came out last year, right? Fever came out last year, and that was like a huge thing. That was like a big deal. Like that, you have to realize, like that was like a big deal last year for her. I'm fine. I mean, I like Meg and all that, but you know, I just look at this album of the year category, and I'm just uh, besides a couple albums, like I'll give it to Lizzo, I'll give it to Roddy Rich because a lot of people talk about it. You can't deny the Queen Beyonce, right? Yeah, and. It, and in her, I hear a lot of people say a lot of good things about her. I personally don't listen to her, so I can't really give a real constructive criticism or opinion of it. So I, I can't, I don't have an opinion, but I mean, I don't have a legitimate opinion about her. But the baby, I listen to baby and I don't think Kirk is a fire ass fucking album. And I don't, I never, I never heard anybody really talk about Kirk. Like you guys didn't talk about That's the thing, but that's the thing though, like that's where you know the popularity portion comes into this whole like situation like i can't say that like all of those albums are necessarily the best quality but what i can say is that they were five of the biggest artists last year probably so it's like it, it's like i understand the nominations do i necessarily like them no you know it's not my favorite i think yeah. uh i think freddie gibbs is snubbed you know but i mean he would never be in there because he's not anywhere near as popular as any of those five well, I know that that's all. Act, uh, that's that's true. I think it comes into politics also. But when you look at like album of the year, you have to include sales to some extent to even qualify to be album of the year. I agree. With and that. when you look at and when you look at the baby, the baby had a number one album in the country, and I think he sold like I think it was like one hundred and forty five thousand records first week, which is a huge number in today's time. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. So what you're saying. It's like, hey, album of the year is not necessarily quality, right? Because, like Nigel said, Alfredo is not even on there. Not Alfredo. It's more bandana. Uh, well, that too doesn't matter. It's more or less of album sales. What resulted in album of the year is what you're saying, Spence. I'm, well, I'm saying it's a it's a multitude of things. It is one. It it does come down to sales. Of course, there's politics that play a part in it, but sales, popularity, which contributes to sales and which kind of contributes to like the how a, how big of a, a album something can be like if you go number one in the country you sell 145 145,000 records first week right your debut which is a, a a high number in today's time when artists are typically the first week they're debuting at 70,000 that's a huge number think when you look back to last year there's hard it'd be hard for me to say the top three artists from this culture last year in terms of like breakout breakout artists is Lizzo, the baby, and Meg the Stallion. Like it's hard for me to not see something outside of those three artists. And and of course Rowdy Rich, I'll give Rowdy Rich also because he had a big hit. He had a big song last year. I think the end of last year or early this year. I think it was the end of last year. To me, when it comes to album of the year, like he had he deserves the baby deserves to be nominated for album of the year, which is 2019, 2019 artists of the year. I, he had the possibility of being like one of the artists of the year for last year. Also, 
And that'd be hard between him and Meg the Stallion. It'd be either one of them would be artists of the year for last year to me. Okay. So let me, um, do you guys want to hear the best female R&B artist or no, you don't give a shit. Go ahead. You can name it all. All right. Go ahead. The queen Beyonce, her, Gina Aiko. Forgive me if I mispronounce the last name. Yep. Janae Kalani, Lizzo, <laughs> and Summer Walker. Summer Walker won in that. What yeah, do you think, should. Nigel? She should win it, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, I Beyonce see, will probably take it. I can see Janae winning it, honestly. Nah, not over Summer. All right. Best male, RB. Anderson, Pac, Chris Brown, Jackies, uh, Khaled, Jackies, whatever. The weekend and Usher. Wow, talk about party next door being sub snubbed. Let's be well, yeah, he definitely was snubbed. But let's be real, like Anderson yeah. Pac should take that home easily. Hold on, you're saying over the is, weekend? This is album. Yeah. This is R and B artist of the year. Yes. Uh, Maybe not like Chris Brown. I mean, didn't Chris Brown put out a, a decent album last year or a good Chris album Brown, last didn't, year? Didn't Chris put out like the forty songs last year? Also, yeah, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. A, so yeah, I can understand yeah. him winning it, but like. Anderson Pop, I think he did better than everybody else on the list. Mm. Run, hold on. Nah, I don't know. I might have to put the weekend. I may have to go with the weekend. I was, I was going to say the weekend. but Hold on, but uh, nah, I, actually, I got to take that back because even the weekend's album didn't come out to this year. Exactly. And so is this that, all based off of last year? If it's all based off of last year, then I'm choosing Chris Brown. Let's see. Uh, if it's based... It, so, it's weird. I don't see have, like I think they all have like a window for all of this stuff. But I don't see how the weekend could even be in consideration when like he put out Starboy in what 2016. So it's like what what are we going off of that little like uh like what is it that little EP he put out or whatever? Hint, 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 oh my god, I forgot about that. Wow. But hints what I said about the album of the year selections. You know, it, some of it, they're not a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like kind of quality picks because you're right if we're talking if this is based off the 2019 the weekend shouldn't be on this at all because exactly. his album dropped this year and jack Weese, in my opinion he shouldn't be on the motherfucking either he, all he was doing was remixes yeah i mean, I mean well no nah, he dropped that no 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 because jack Weese, i think dropped the album last year also which okay. from my understanding i didn't listen to it but like He's more like the younger crowd and even like talking to like some of like the young boys I, that I know. Most of the young people, most people that's like younger than me that I'm yeah. with, they, that was like a banger to them. Like Jacquees was like a, Jacquees had like, he was like the, their arm, like that new R&B artist. So I can, I, I get why he's there, but I, I don't know. I, I may, I may have to just give it to Chris Brown just cause, but. But this that whole thing is weird when the way they do them because th these nominations are kind of weird because they they put it in this weird window. It's like a fiscal like, year type of deal. Yeah, like it's a fiscal it, but it's the fiscal year doesn't even make sense because like the fiscal year if we start with because if we add in um, the weekend right, so yeah. that means we're going we're starting in March we're starting in what April okay. it would end in March or April of this year which would make it hard because there's other projects that came out prior to him at the beginning of the year so yeah. it's all to me it's all tricky it's real tricky at the end of the day but i mean one thing i will say at the end of the day is it's all about pop it, popularity plays a huge part in politics 
I'm gonna just do three more categories and then that's it. I'm okay. not gonna. So is little babies nominated for anything? He he is. So for best group, which is next one after the R&B artist, Chloe and Haley, City Girls, Earth Gang, Griselda, Jack Boys, and Migos. Griselda. So right off the top, well, I would like Griselda to win, but I think the City Girls are going to take it because nah, they had a crazy year last I, year. I think I I understand that, but Griselda, like with the work that they've been putting in and the the status that they're at at this moment in time, I think they can sweep. I think they can take that from the City Girls. Why? They're not bigger. They're not bigger than the City Girls. And I and I I'm a Griselda guy like you. We we went to the show together. We we politic about it. They're not bigger than the City Girls. At least at least from last year's stretch, going into now. I don't know, man. I, I think I, I think I it's have a little arguable, man. How? Listen. Go ahead, Spence. No, go ahead. He asked you a question. No. You gotta how, talk to that man. How how's it how's it? Well, I, I'm gonna talk to uh, you know. I'm gonna give him this work. You know, this how you I'm talk gonna... to your son, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the city girls, they had like literally, they had the biggest one of the biggest songs last year, and right. then they're, they're riding off of that hype. And prior to them having the biggest song, they were they were catching fire, right? Griselda, right. even though we're prime listeners of them, so we could list off songs right off the bat. But can we really honestly say they had a record that's bigger than anything that the City Girls did last year? I'm not saying. And, and I'm not. The I'm City not, Girls. They I'm not had saying that. Not, that's not. That's not what I'm getting at. But at the same point in time, like, even though like they, yeah, they did have two, two or three big records. I just think that at this point in time, like right now, Griselda is building up the resume to where it's like they're a little bit um, well known as far as the music landscape at the moment right now. That's what I would say. Right, they're not winning it though. They're not winning it. They're not going to win it, man. It's good. I'm telling you right now, honestly, I think it's going to be between the City Girls, Chloe and Haley, because they have that that big uh market over there for R&B music, or the Migos, just to strength off the Migos name. Right. But I really think it's going to be the City Girls. I I would love for Griselda to to win, and I hope Griselda. I hope the City Girls. I hope I'm wrong about that prediction, but. I just think they're going to win, man. Just because they're they're a lot more popular, a lot more people are are still fucking with the city girls right now. All right, Spence, were you what were you about to say though? You were about to say something in the midst of all of it. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, I, uh, I forget what I was going to say, but I do know politics plays a part. So yep. that's just the reality of it all. Like though, Grizel, a lot you see that far too often, where like the the new artists, quote unquote they hold a lot of steam like the up and coming artists they, they hold a lot of steam but then it just doesn't work out for them it's just the penalty it's the perils of the game at the end of the day i would love to see griselda win just like any of us here but it's not going to happen. i'd be surprised if griselda actually wins which is it's weird anyway because i don't even know i don't even know how griselda i don't know i'm confused when it comes to groups and putting griselda as a group yeah, just because because be. it, it griselda is the label it's just the at the end of the day, like I, to some extent. Granted, they put out a project together, which is an amazing project. Yes, sir. But I don't know. I think no, they can't. They're not winning it. There's no way they can win it because it's we're basing it off of the project, off the Griselda project. We're not basing it off of all the projects that Griselda artists put out throughout the year. Benny Conway and Wasaga. We're not considering those three individual albums, all their individual it, projects. If we're basing it off of 
that one project, then yeah, you're right. There, there's no way that they can win. That's just that's just the bottom line of it, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I agree with y'all. I think they should win, right? Because you know when you list the whole thing of that, besides Chloe and Haley, right? Because they're not rappers at all. But the rest of them, Griselda kills them. All right. So next thing is uh, best male hip hop artist: the Baby, Drake, Future, Lil Baby, Roddy Rich, or Travis Scott. Mm, damn, that's hard. I think Lil Baby should get it. Um, best male artist: I may go with Roddy Rich, just because he had a, such a big year last year. Yeah, I can see that. Roddy Rich probably take that. That's 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 fair. Yeah, I see that. That's fair. Yeah. I have I have nothing against that. That's fair. Best female hip hop artist: B, Doja Cat, Lizzo, Meg The Stallion, Nicki, or Sweetie or Sweetie, however you say it. I I'm going with. I have to go with Meg The Stallion because same here. Meg The Stallion had too big of a year last year. She's yeah. literally the the next big female artist right now so yeah i'm surprised they even fucking nominated cardi b cardi b didn't drop no fucking music since last time she dropped a song i was in fucking i was in the desert i mean it's it's her name honestly <laughs> like that's kind of what it is like but she was like why was yolanda adams nominated for best gospel act like 10 years in a row you know what i mean i don't <laughs> think she dropped an album all those 10 years you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, I think with Cardi though, she was on like those songs. Um, she was on some songs last year that were kind of big songs, I think. So oh, well, I mean Tatiana, I think right, but is, Tatiana, put... the twerk song with uh, City Girls, she was on the song with City Girls last year. That was a big, big record. That though, it's the City Girls, which is really it was only Young Miami. You can't lie, Cardi B had a star power that attributed to all of that. You're right. You're you're fair enough. All right, and that's it. Because I'm not. Oh, unless you guys want to do best new artist, and then just yeah, let's just do that and get out. Okay. All right, best new artist. Final category: Danny, Leia, Lil Nas X, Pop Smoke, Roddy Rich, Summer Walker, or YBN Corday. Easily Roddy Rich. Yeah, you should take it. Hold on, run that again. Danny, Leia, Lil Nas X, Pop Smoke. Roddy Rich, Summer Walker, or YBN Corday? Oh, I, mm, I, that's hard. I'm a, I would love to say Roddy Rich, but I'm gonna go with Lil Nas X. That's that's not a bad choice either, because I was thinking like you know Lil Nas X might take it. I think he won a Grammy too, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. he did win a Grammy. I think he won a Grammy with um for that re- for the remix. Yeah, with with Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Like some of that stuff, it, it makes no sense to me because you're you really basing it off of like a 2008. Well, he did drop music last year, which wasn't good, but <laughs> I mean, Panini wasn't a good. Well, to me, it wasn't a good song personally. So, but speaking of like little ba- little baby though, like did you hear? You know, he dropped something earlier this week, right? Yeah, man, really yes. good song. Yes. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Because that thing is crazy to me. Little baby. So we were just talking about best rap artist, right? I think 2020 Lil Baby is hands down the be- the the de facto number one rapper of the year. I he came out with a with a killer album in my turn. The deluxe turned him up even further, and then he just dropped a single talking about the social injustices that's going on right now. You know what I mean? And I I mean he isn't the only one, right? Meek dropped one, Conway dropped one too. Yep. But yeah. but on the topic of Lil Baby. 
you know, he's on a roll. I think Lil Baby right now is the star of QC. I think he took the torch from the Migos in a respectful way, right? Because they're all family over there. And and Lil Baby, he's the guy right now. I don't I I don't know any other rapper that has an upward trajectory like Lil Baby right now. You know I what think. I mean? Even the ultimate troll of trolls right now said that Lil Baby's his favorite rapper. I think Lil Lil Baby's gonna be here to stay for a little bit. You know, I think he's putting out some quality music. He got a good style. He's like pretty fresh in his career. I think he's gonna be here to stay. I think he's doing like a lot of the right things and you know, actually putting out um some shit that you can vibe to and also some shit that means something at the same time. Yep. Which seems to be that balance that a lot of artists aren't hitting right now. Yep. Yeah. New artists. Uh, yeah. A lot of I mean a lot of newer I think now because of the social climate, I think we're gonna start gearing our artists are gonna start gearing themselves more to being more consciously aware just because of multiple reasons outside of just well one the fans and reflecting a lot of times with rap music itself is a reflect reflection of the times at the end of the day whether it be we going out and having fun or even if it's the drug culture the the using culture the selling culture the the ice culture the fucking your chick culture whatever it can be like all those cultures that are that these artists are surrounded by but I think because of the social climate, all of that stuff stopped. Like, yep. all of that, like, you don't, it, all, a lot of those chicks you see on Instagram every week, they've disappeared for the most part because it's not, it's not really the time for that. Uh, you got a lot of rappers trying to make money now through OnlyFans because times is hard. So I think well, the, the artists that I, to me personally, I don't, I haven't heard anything that's like, socially aware or conscious type of music so with listening to Lil Baby I mean I prior to this song I thought Lil Baby was here to stay already just because of like the music that he's putting out and then when you just put your finger on the pulse when you check the pulse you check the temperature in the room when he comes on it's a different vibe it's the energy is different the energy is different you could tell by the type of just the interviews that he's done over the over like the past couple of years you could tell like oh He's not a dummy, to say the least. He's not a. I don't. I'm not going to judge his intellect and nothing like that. But he's not a dummy at the end no. of the day, in terms of like how he puts out music and the way he puts out music. And for a guy that when you really listen to his music, you could tell he doesn't write anything down. Just having all those levels of experience, life experience, and then reflecting on the music and thinking of all those things, all those emotions that come along with it, whether it could be, whether it was someone he knew or it could have been him. Like, what what he say? He was just like, I got to tell my family to um, keep a gun on them when they walk outside or something like that. Yeah. Like, it, that shit is crazy. Yeah, man. Shit. He's the guy right now, man. He He's the guy. And I, I'm telling you right now, man, he's setting a bar for like the new, the current generation rapper. It's kind of like, look, yeah, we could be on on the turn up shit and listen and rap over trap beats or whatever, but you know we could talk, also talk about shit too. And I'm telling you, man, the the, the little pump smoke perks, them niggas are dying out, bro. They yeah. dying out. The little B influences, the yeah. little B kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, man, like when we're talking about rap, <laughs> when we're talking about rappers talking about anything, did y'all hear uh, J Cole and his response to No Name this week? Yes, sir. Yeah, talking like when it comes to talking about stuff like that. Yeah, I heard I heard a, I was on Twitter when that song dropped 
I don't see. I'll be. I'll be the first to say it. I don't know what y'all tripping over on Twitter, honestly. Tell like, no, nah, nah, for real, because like, tell them. Like when you listen to the song, right? Uh, for some reason, well, people that's li- people that are listening, right? So J Cole drops a song where, well, let me give you a backstory. So an artist named a a rapper, an artist. I'm I'm gonna just call it artist. An artist named No Name that's based out of Chicago. She has a very popular fan base, and I think we spoke on it a couple of weeks ago, where she had came out questioning whether or not artists, like these, fa- our favorite artists, J. Cole, the Coles and Kendricks, why are they silent during this whole situation? What she believed to mean they were complicit with everything that's happening, happening right now, because you know the, the words, if you're silent, then that means you, 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 you approve of it, right? You're complicit. So. Oh, of course, over the week, she started seeing where, like, not because of her, I believe, but just the status quo of these artists, Kendrick and Cole, for, exi- for example, they're out in the marches, out in the trenches with the people, right? So, Cole, this week, he drops a song called Snow on the Bluff. He drops Snow on the Bluff, and man, I tell you, he he pretty much capsulates everything. He capsulates what's going on, but he also capsulates this whole situation with no name and how she, and he says like, he doesn't come out directly and say it on the song, but he says there's a girl on Twitter, pretty much she's upset with capitalism. She tired of even us with our ignorance and all of this. And he tells her in the song, she should check her, she should watch her tone and tell us, and like, she should watch her tone. And instead of being like all being so uptight about everything, you should, why don't you teach me instead? Like, like, because I think he says a song somewhere about like, oh, instead of instead of knocking us, we're the same ones that need your help at the end of the day. So instead of like bashing me and all of that, like, why don't you teach me? Why don't you teach me? And a lot of people on Twitter had a nerve. A lot of a lot of women that I know, at least. And there's dudes in there caping for it also saying, oh, men are these men are the weakest links. We're the weakest links because we're asking to be taught. So, and did you have something to say, Nigel? I'm waiting for you to be done. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> nah, because I, I, uh, I, got, I got a little opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, like, so they're saying we, we should be the weakest links, right? So next thing you know, it it just creates this huge issue on Twitter where now the... And I, I hate to be jumping ahead, but now the now people are saying they need to cancel Kendrick and J. Cole, though Kendrick has nothing to do with this. And now apparently the rumor is Kendrick Lamar is not even going to drop an album because fans don't want to hear his music. Um, Cole, like they want to cancel him because now it's, oh, he doesn't want to learn. Instead of going to read about it himself, he doesn't want to learn. He just wants to listen. He wants someone to teach him when... The reality is, in the song, he pretty much says, "She she's read all the books. She has some of her some of her thinking is groomed by her upbringing, which she was fortunate to have, possibly from his assumption from listening to her. So because of these things, can't why don't you teach me? Why don't you lead me in the right direction? And I think a lot of people on Twitter, like they always do, they have this thing of groupthink, where they say, "Oh well, I don't like that. So since I don't like that." I don't like that. And now we don't like that at all. And it's like, come on, fam. Like, let's be real here. Like, it, people are just, people are just, mm, people are, some people are sheep. 
I personally believe, and they just kind of follow just a one ideology, which I just disagree with. Like, the song was great. I understood the message. People, some people didn't even press play and just got 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 uptight to say the least. They're, they're treating they're treating him like they're treating LeBron, man. It, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. That 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 one hurts. And from and I know Nigel is going to get into his piece, but let me just say this, man. Chance the rapper, man. I didn't agree with that. That was some sucker shit. You that know, shit's I, corny as hell. Chance oh, the rapper's corny as hell for that. What did he Go do? Ahead. Go ahead, Nigel. Because no, I believe that was your no. piece. No, that wasn't. That wasn't what I was gonna say. Go ahead. Nah, no. what, I'm confused. What did Chance the rapper do? <laughs> do? No, <laughs> I'm he, saying here loss. He, no, he he just came out and tweeted defending no name, and he was like, basically, he was like slamming J Cole. Was like, hey, you know, how are you gonna come at no name when? Basically, he was agreeing with No Name's point, and I just think that's not fair. And then he was kind of crit- he was he was criticizing J Cole for not coming at No Name privately. But I'm like, well, No Name came at him publicly, so I'm like, well, what's what's the difference? See, that's that's where my situation comes in. It's like, all right, like these and J Cole and Kendrick have been like vocal about vocal in the black community, okay, like through their music in the past. So, like, you know, you call them out for not saying anything at the time. And then he responds to you and says, hey, like, I don't really like what you said, but if you are going to say something, why don't you reach out to us and try to teach us? And then when he actually responds to that, you respond and saying, oh, why are you going to respond to me at a time like this when people are being hung and people are dying? It's like, okay, but you took out your time to talk about those artists. So what did you expect him to do? Yeah, he could have did it privately. But you called him out on Twitter. He put out a song. So your response is saying he's bad. He shouldn't have put out a song. And I'm going to put out a song saying that he's bad for doing that. Kind of doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, who's who really started this? It's She did. And it's hypocritical. You know, that's exactly. how I see it. it I mean, uh, see, I, see, I'll put like this. Like, in the terms of with the Chance the Rapper thing, I'm not mad at Chance because him and No Name are actually friends. Like, they're act, like they. I think they're all from Chicago. I found out about No Name through Chance the Rapper because they used to do like open mics together and shit. So, that makes sense. So yeah, yeah so I I, yeah. I I understand him taking up for his friend, right? So I understand that. So I'm not even going. I'm not a big Chance fan, but I'm not going to knock him for that, right? Fair enough. I didn't. I didn't know they were friends. I thought he was just me neither. You know, doing I didn't know that on neither. Twitter. Yeah, like, not like all from Chicago. Like they all kind of were around they're all from like the same area i think or they're 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 real tied in they're tied in pretty good with each other but um so i understand that but my thing is that it does become a little it becomes a little different at this moment it becomes a little shaky i will say that because when no name said what she said i think at that moment it was just like hey Okay, I understand what's going on right now, but in the same in the same regard, it's also saying like, "Hey, you said what you said, so I'm I'm responding to what you're saying by letting you understand like, hey, I and who knows, he probably could have got no name's number, just like no name, probably no name would probably have a hard time getting J Cole's number, but in the same breath like I understand I understand her saying something out in public. So, essentially, J Cole got to respond to it. But his response is just like, "Hey," and he even shouts her out after the after the after all of that. He 
puts out a series of tweets shouting her out and telling people you should follow her because she's doing tremendous work and she's a great artist. So, which was confusing to me because after saying all that, after I'm not confused by what he said in the song, but I'm confused at the the level of the monstrosity, uh, the level of thinking and monstrosity that people have in the terms of group think when it came to trying to crucify this man. And I understand, I understand why she responded because it's, it's a moment in time where, okay, this is what you've said. So let me just say what, let me say my piece to you. But the, the downside to this is like, the only thing I don't like about her song is pretty much, it sounds like she just gathered a lot of her thoughts from the, she took the general consensus of Twitter and just kind of ran with that based off everything that she's saying. But which is which is kind of crazy because if you listen to the J. Cole song, he clearly tells you, like, yo, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more at the end of the day. Like, that's the reality of, all, reality of it all. He says, I need to do more, so he should be doing... So he's, he's literally pretty much reaching his arm out, an olive branch, if you want to say, and say, yo, I need to do more. Can you help me? Should he and, do more, though? Like, should he do more? Like if, honestly, feel, if if that's how he feels, then yes. Right. If, if he okay. truly if he truly genuinely feels like that, right? Who are we to say, you know, you shouldn't do more? I, which is I hundred percent agree with that. But like, if he doesn't feel like that, it's like okay, should he do more because of you know, no name is coming out and and in my opinion, falsely accusing him of not doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I that's not that's not fair. That's, that's not, not. That's I, not fair at all. That's no, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's fair for it's fair for him to say he's he can do more because no. at at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when he's saying he's he needs to do more, what he's saying, granted, I'm granted, I'm not trying to defend no name in terms of saying like he needs to be doing more in terms of being in the public eye because I think Dave Chappelle covered why you shouldn't be looking to celebrities, but why you look to celebrities for a. Uh, for them to be outspoken in these moments. But I think in his sense, he does need to do more. J. Cole does need to do more. Anytime you go on, if you go on a track and pretty much say like, yo, I don't really read anything. I just kind of, and he has, he's a very knowledgeable person from what it looks like. And from what it seems like based off the content of his music. If it's like, Hey, I'm not, I don't read enough to, I'm not reading enough to really give my opinion. Or I'm not and definitely based on what we look at J. Cole to represent in his music over the years, based off his catalog. Yeah, he needs to do more. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like at the at the end of the day, that's how I feel. Like he has the right he for him to vocally say he needs to do more, I have to agree with what he has to say. Like I I'm not gonna refute someone that says, Yo, I'm not doing enough. Here's my thing though, like I, I don't have a problem with him feeling like he has to do more. I, my issue is why are we trying to make those celebrities like specifically like people who have already put out music like or spoke on social issues why are we putting so much pressure on them to say like hey now you have to say something right now especially when we see them actually out there protesting and whatnot like do they have to go on their twitter and actually say something like it, no it's so it's so amazing how you have great people like j cole and lebron james who've been doing shit before before this unfortunate fortunate scenario that we're going through right now but all of a sudden people like them are like prime targets of this 
cancel culture shit, right? Look at right. there's a bunch of fucking rappers that went out to fucking march, but prior to them, prior to this shit, they were not doing anything close to what J. Cole or Kendrick were fucking doing. But nobody's getting on them or nothing like that. And and I'm not saying that they should get on them, but I'm just saying like I hate how people do this whole you know what have you done for me lately shit and that shit is so fucking sickening man because it's kind of like and i'm not saying that no name is doing that i'm talking about all the people with the cancel culture is doing that, right you know and if that's it's so ridiculous it's like you want to forget shit like no it that's to me it's not fair for j cole to get that type of criticism from fucking twitter or instagram no it's not fair it's not fair if j cole believes like like me personally i need to do more more power to j cole you know that man has his his own journey and i hope he fulfills it but you know twitter is not the deciding factor for that guy because he probably did a lot more than the people that's trying to fucking cancel him and i hate i just hate it man i i'm gonna stop because i know i'm gonna go and fucking rant about that shit I mean, I agree with you in the terms of I'm not I'm not a fan whatsoever of cancel culture, but I'll put it like this. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I think to me, I think cancel culture is the dumbest thing because let's be real. Like I, I and like I tweeted this, the same people that are crucifying J. Cole right now were the same people crucifying no name when they felt like she wasn't she needed to learn more before she said anything else, before she opened her mouth, right? So or even the same people that were killing her because they were crucifying her because of her statements on J. Cole and Kendrick about a few weeks ago. Now are the same people bashing J. Cole. Um, but my thing is, though, when I, I understand why someone would, I personally wouldn't look for J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar to be like the the measuring stick of what I need to hear. Right. Because the, the true leaders are all are not on on Twitter the whole day. Like right, granted, right. you have some of those social justice warriors that might be in the streets. I don't know what Sean King's doing in the streets, but I'm sure he's doing something. But I can see how someone could look at it like, hey, well, this is like the thing where you're you sitting here talking to your friends like, man, if the bully come in here, if he come in here and he tried me, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how you stand up against the bully. This is what we need to do to stand up against the bully. And then the bully comes in the room and smacks you or smacks your friend or someone in your friend in your group. Most people, I think most people are smack somebody in the room, right? I think at that moment, people are looking like, okay, well, you've said all of this. You've given us a lot of your teachings, a lot of your thoughts on things. But now we want to see, I guess, I, and this is my assumption, people want to see more of action put it, put in behind the words. Because let's be real. If you talked about social issues and how to help rise our people over the course of the past 10 years, which I 100% agree they have, that Kendrick and Jake, Kendrick Lamar especially, exactly. is giving you, giving you the gems throughout his whole career, whether it's social issues and some of the same people that are bashing him were the same people saying, oh, I can't dance to this. I don't want to listen to this. Like like the same people that are killing him now were the same people killing them for the type of music they were making because you couldn't play it in a club or didn't bang in the whip. But I also understand, hey, you've said all of this over the years and now this is the moment. This is the moment at the end of the day. When, when we look back in history, this is the moment where I think your, where people are looking for, I guess, your quote-unquote, your Harry Belafontes, I'm assuming. And, but I think at the same time, people have to understand we all fight the fight a different way because the reality is, just like Lau asked me last last week 
about like the whole NBA thing, right? Where you said, oh, well, would you quit your job right now or would you leave your job to go march in the streets? And I'm like, it, and we all kind of came to a conclusion, like it's different based off, I contribute in my own way. If I'm not marching, I'm contributing in my own way best possible, right? And vice versa for all of us. Well, here's, here's my thing, right? Like, instead of trying to call out people for what they're not doing, like, just focus your efforts on what you're doing exactly. and, like, just keep on doing it. Maybe after, if you're not trying to draw attention away from what's going on, then don't draw attention away from what's going on because that's exactly what that did. And instead of put it on the people who aren't doing anything. Like, the, the thing is, is that she's doing great work. Kendrick and, and J. Cole have done great work. I'm not looking to know to know what they're doing right now because I'm trying to focus on what I can do. Focus on what can, what we can get canceled. I'm not trying to go to the store and buy Angel Jemima and Uncle Ben anymore. Facts. That's just is what I it was is. about to say the same thing. You worried about J. Cole when there's races when there's brands out here that we've been buying for years that are built on the foundation of racism. Fuck Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Taco Bell. I ain't fucking with no dog food shit no more. Fuck Taco Bell. God damn. What'd they do? You know, they, they did the nut shit, just like Starbucks. We're going to send your ass home because you're wearing Black Lives Matter shit. Oh, really? Nah. Yeah. Nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, you yeah. saw the video, right? Like, Bull was Bull literally was arguing with someone saying, like, yo, you can't fire, you fire me pretty much because I'm wearing a face mask. You can't wear that face mask here. Why can't I? You can't wear that face mask here. What? Like because it says black because they because they deem it as a political view, but that's only. Be, I'm not cancel that. Cancel that. Cancel that. What has Taco Bell did for the black neighborhood? Not I'm, a goddamn thing. I'm but really, just be useful for the munchies. I'm Fuck really Taco hoping Bell. that. In the, <laughs> I'm, 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 he I'm really, really hoping like Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm really hoping in the future that like like we do see some type of change of this, and we get to see who wasn't on the right side of history. Because I can't wait to look back and see the people who weren't trying to support all the shit going on. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it, it's gonna it, it, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like I think even in our own personal lives, I think we're starting to see. I think the veil is starting to become like un unhinged. Well, the door is becoming unhinged in the terms of like the people that were that that we're surrounded by in our own lives. Yeah. Like, and it's just it's kind of crazy. Just kind of recognizing the stance where it's like, oh, you sometimes we don't even have to stand on the. We don't have to wait to see the other side of history. We're seeing it now. Like, um, even like with the like the Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben thing. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I've always thought this, and I feel like I've always I've had jokes with some friends about this, like the aunt aunt mama thing. Like a lot of stuff now, um, you be you be thoroughly surprised. Like there's a lot of stuff that I think that I've seen over the years that I think is gonna start coming to the light now. Like there's some stuff that I never knew about in, in terms of like um, was it you that sent me that? It was one of y'all that sent me that about like them. They used to throw like, uh, they used to try to throw like uh, baseballs at a baby, at black babies or something like that to make them throw up or some shit like that. Like a America's hit the, history. Hit the N word, baby. Yeah, yeah. America has a lot. America, I think America has. There's a lot. There's a lot of history within this country that is being unveiled day after day, episode by episode. 
episode by episode. And it's, we just need to really focus our energy in, into these things. Because as you can tell, you know, like the Aunt Jemima thing, I think it kind of exploded from a girl doing a TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, like that was when you saw Twitter actually working for the in the right reason. Like, okay, hey, this is a... We're not going... I'm not saying the company's racist, but I'm going to say the... Product. The product has is built on the foundation of racism. And it's like 131 years... Uh, Aunt Jemima was 131 years old. And now they're getting a facelift because of the issues right now. Them, Uncle Ben, um, I think even the cream of wheat guy, like... <laughs> the creepy-ass cream of wheat guy, like... A... Get him the fuck yeah. out of here with his weird ass hat, man. Yeah. I'm shit. surprised. I, yeah, just wait till they just wait till they pull up. Like, man, the world's gonna be crazy if they start pulling up some of these old cartoons that oh, we God. all grew up. The old cartoons that we grew up on. There's some old cartoons that we grew up on when I got older and I looked back and I said, "Fam, that I know what that is, and that's not right." Yeah, there's there's some cartoons that, and I'm not gonna say any names. I'll, I'll leave that for people to figure out and go look up. There's a lot of racism that is at the foundation, at the helm of a lot of things that we grew up and enjoyed. And like I said, we just gotta take it episode by episode because this shit is. I like, like I said, it's, you shit just getting crazy, man. Like I told y'all yesterday, like you don't even know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Like tomorrow, we really don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Like I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for people to uh, bring up Abraham Lincoln was black again. Oh uh, man, I mean we already have base of him being black, so you know yeah. it's uh it's only gonna get crazier from here. I know that yeah. things are kind of crazy in Atlanta with the protests, as far as uh, Rashad Brooks goes. Yeah, like the protest, like the protests right now, they've kind of, they got crazy. They've got, well, not crazy, but the, well, the protests have gotten a little wild. I watched the video where a woman was talking about um, around 820, because she had protest, she had been out in the protest for like the past week. Around 820, she would notice that there was always someone throwing a water bottle between 820 and 830. Really? At the police. And yeah, and I'll 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 find it on my Twitter and I'll send it to you. Um, I don't have the I don't have the tweet that the woman sent, but I have this tweet though. So she was saying how like that is between eight eight twenty and eight thirty, someone's throwing a water bottle, which pretty much incites the police to be very rough on them. And come to find out, there was actually someone that was protesting that saw the video and had put down like, "Hey, it's eight twenty three." right now like she showed a timestamp to prove that it was 8:23 at night and for some reason people started throwing water bottles just like she had heard on Instagram like just had just like she had seen on Twitter and the cops pretty much uh began using uh just a lot of force to get people in and apparently a lot of people believe it's due to um due to like the curfew so they they've find their reasonings i guess i'm not sure but it, it looks like it has something to do with the curfew i did see a video of a guy sitting in his house like recording all of this stuff like all the violence that's happening where like it was like six or seven 
uh, I don't know if they were officers or whatever they were, but they were in the gear to to facilitate the protesters. And you see like five or six of them just beating up on one person. And the guy's in his house recording it. And all of a sudden, there's a rubber bullet that hits his window. Wow. Like, yeah, they shot at him. So he went, he would stop recording. It's getting crazy. Like, I, I wonder when we're going to see, like, the actual result of all this. Because clearly there is a problem with that system. And I'm wondering just how it's going to be handled. Because if, if things keep on going like this, I don't see it getting any better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's uh, it's, it's, I don't know how long it's going to take, man. It's, I, I, to be honest with you, and I've said, I've said this to a couple of friends, like, I think, I think this is about to be, I'm not going to say this in particular, but I think this next decade, cause I, like I've always said, I always believe last, the last decade we were going through like the seventies to some extent, right? right? Where we became more Afrocentric, loving who we are, our skin, uh, we kind of started denouncing people that would say bad things about like people being dark skinned because I've I've heard all of them before, uh, growing up. So like you going from feeling self conscious about being dark skinned to actually being proud of your skin complexion and the type of hair that you have to now I think I think the last decade was to build the knowledge that was necessary. Now it's time to actually put forth the effort to to make change in this country and it's it's not easy and it's uh i think it's scary for some parties that are involved on both sides it's just like i, I don't know it's just it's kind of getting crazy but just like you've seen um just like we saw i don't know if y'all saw but like hangings lynching started coming back yep yep yeah, yeah big like five. I, a few people got hung, and um, I saw that one of the people got hung, and apparently then his brother was, quote-unquote, involved in a shootout, and yeah, he died. Yeah, he was killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, I mean, there could be more, but I think there's been four right now that's been reported. They're all deemed as suicides. The shootout that happened, apparently he kidnapped a woman, and then him and the police had the shootout. And it's just it's just getting crazy, man. Because it's like way back in the day, you know, before our grandparents was alive, you know, they, they were hanging black people. Well, you know, um, they sort of like I know out here, like even in Dover, there, there people are trying to dig up like old cases from like the past ten years. Because there's been like I don't know if you know, like I think they said there was like five lynchings in the past ten years just in Dover alone. Really. You yeah. know, you know, there's KKK in, here in our state. Oh yeah, I, okay. I, I, I oh, trust me. I, Some people I, don't know that though. Yeah, it's it, it. Everything is just kind of crazy. Living in such a different world that had you talked to me six months ago, had you told me any of this would have happened four months ago. If you told me in February everything that we're going through right now would just happen, I would have said you're lying. I forgot all about the UFOs. I forgot all about the murder of hornets. I forgot all about COVID-19. I've forgotten about everything, all the other things that have been going on in the world since this social issue. And the um, the social issue and just, hell, we got, at the end of the year, we got our election to come up on. So Yeah, that's it. It's everybody vote. Vote for your local people, y'all. Yes. Please do. 
Yes, yes, that's very important. Um, what? Last but not least, y'all want to talk about uh, you know, Jorge oh, Mas. Before we get to Jorge Masvidal, right? Speaking on the ATL protests and everything like that, even like in though we were talking about like the grimness of the hangings and lynchings, um, I did want to let people know that the the cop that killed Rashad Brooks. He's actually right now he's being charged with they I think it was yesterday they came out and said he would be charged with he's being charged with felony murder. So both I, him it, and his partner, they both turned themselves in today. That's good. So it, that's the first step. This isn't the end of it. That's the first step. I just want to let people uh, so we don't end that whole thing on a bad note. At least we can see that th- we're still making the first steps. I, I wish I wish things would happen a little bit quicker, but. Well, it was a lot quicker than George Floyd's situation. Yeah, it, it, was. it was a lot. And and the Rashad Brooks thing, it, it's that one is causing a debate online due to the the scenario on how it went down. Right, but right. that that happened a lot faster than George Floyd's situation. I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think we all know that they, you know, definitely should go through due process. Like, there's no way that they should just be walking around with their badges still and just kind of chilling out in the streets like that's right you know, unacceptable well, they got fired i know they got fired right after it happened yeah the one guy got fired that one was placed on administrative leave should have been fired too but right yeah so it's it is what it is but it's it, all i can say is i'm fortunate that we're moving in the right direction and just remember like like we said when you make when you make when you step into the ballot to make your vote, just understand even on the local not just the primary, but on the local level, you're able to implement change in the people that are who are able to hold the weight or the decisions for the laws that happen in your city and state like those people hold a lot more weight in your day to day life than probably the primary election does because it's more of a trickle down in some some instances right my bad go ahead i I thought you was finished well well no i was just gonna say versus like is it more of a trickle down effect versus like in terms of change versus like people on your local level so for example a great example you know the the states being shut down and all that shit that doesn't come from the president It, it comes from the governors and the and it comes from the governor's staff you know what i mean it comes exactly. from the mayors, you know what I mean? So that's why it's important to vote in your local elections as well because they have they have power too. Exactly. They they can actually choose on they act remember your state is the one that funds your the police. The the they're the ones that fund the police. They're the ones that fund the schooling. <laughs> like yeah. they play a they play a, a much they play a, a, a big role in a lot of these a lot of the issues that were that we're dealing with today in terms of certain levels of decision making and lawmaking and right. what they feel is just due in the right. long term. So also if you like smoking weed, um uh fun fun fact, um that's not gonna go up to a very high level. That a lot of those laws are at a federal level, meaning in your state. That's why every state has different Look, laws when it concerns weed. You mean you mean state level. Thank you. I'll end up editing that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it goes at your state level so yeah like yeah you're right because it, it literally goes state by state and hopefully they make that legal you saw, I, I saw a video recently of a guy um talking about like smoking it was a 
judge he said he put it over like three he was a judge for like 30 years so he put over 300 people three over 300 black men in jail for weed right throughout his career and it wasn't until he got copd i don't know what year this was i'm assuming this had to be in the i believe this was actually earlier this year i believe but i'm not quite sure um but it was sometime recent he he actually was in florida he was a he lives in florida he was at like i guess like a town hall or committee meeting and he told them he wants them to pass the law for marijuana because COPD uh, was a terminal disease for him. And because of marijuana, he's been able to live for two extra years. So he's now an advocate for it. So just remember, like, those things are not things. Those are things that you have those conversations at a at a local level. So and plus, on top of it, like, if I don't know how it affects your, your job, but you know, if you get busted, if if you test positive and as long as it's not as high as Nick Diaz, you should be good. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? You, even people from the UFC were saying, like, Nick Diaz should have never been in trouble for smoking weed. But due to the athletic commission of that particular state, if it's banned there, you know, he by the law, he, you know, he has to face consequences. I don't know. It's, that's, it's cra- that's crazy. That, I I get that, but that's just crazy at the end of the day. Like, Do y'all think... Uh, um, well, go ahead. As long as he's not doing... I was just going to say, like, as long as he's not doing, like, Kobe. As long as he's not, like, 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 like Johnny B. Like, as long as he's not, like, John, <laughs> like Johnny B, he's good. Don't do cocaine before fighting. You straight, but... Do you think... Don't do cocaine. Um, do you think Jorge Masvidal is gonna start, gonna see any type of punishment for all the stuff he's saying about UFC on Twitter? Um, he's not gonna get no two million dollar paycheck no more. Hell no. Nah, he he might end up messing him whole, his whole self up instead of just doing it the right way. So I was listening to Ariel Ariel Hawani in DC yep, yesterday. I've seen it too. Yeah, and Ariel basically confirmed, "Hey, Masvidal got." got what he wanted but the reason but he still turned down the fight because his reasoning was the damage was already done he fucked himself yeah you can't do that you can't do that if you get what you want especially when it like they're playing he said they're they were trying to strong arm him so he got what he want when they were trying to strong arm him and he still said no that offer's never coming back <laughs> why would you even do that to yourself that's just stupid that's stupid. And I and I say that with all due respect. Like that's just a dumb move because first thing I've always the one thing I always learn is when they tell when someone tells you yes to what you asked for, you don't say nothing else. <laughs> I, you you shut up. You listen, I've seen people actually hang up the phone. As soon as I get a yes, all right, thanks. You say yes, cool. No, psh, click. He said yes. Mom said yes, we can go outside. I think she was going, oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear nothing about no chores. I heard yes. That's how it is. Like, you never, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to do that to yourself. And now he's probably, his, it's going to be interesting to see where his career goes because Dana is Dana and Dana has the power to make a good fight. He'll make a good fight, but he'll also make sure he sets him up for a bad fight. He'll, he'll try to set him up in the long run. You never know. Like it's, I, I think it now they're gonna be like, okay, Jorge, you have to fight somebody like Leon. I mean, Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards is on a fight win streak. 
And the only reason why he, he didn't get the title shot was because he's over there in the UK where they're, they're experiencing um, issues with traveling right now due to their due to their uh, pandemic issues. So, you know, Jorge, he fucked himself big time. You know what I mean? And another thing that Ariel was saying from well, Jorge, why he was kind of like, oh, the damage is already done was so he made two million off the DS pay-per-view and the DS pay-per-view you know, sold like 900,000 or whatever like that. The Usman pay-per-view, we already know that's not going to bring the same amount amount of numbers because he doesn't have the same dance part like Diaz. Right, right. But he's still going to be making the same purse as he was fighting Diaz. For so, less work. So, less work in terms of promo, I would say. Right. And I feel like the reason why he really fucked himself there, he should have known, like, Dude, you're not gonna make you're not gonna sell the same amount of pay per views. You know that. The UFC is not gonna give you more than what they what they gave you for the DS thing. You know what I mean? I thought it was kinda like he was getting five hundred thousand for Diaz, but then they were gonna try to give him two hundred thousand for Usman. No, they're gonna give you five hundred thousand for Usman. But because on the back end, it's not guaranteed you're gonna make two million again. It doesn't mean you should turn out the fucking fight. That's stupid. That's exactly. dumb. And on top of it, it's a title fight. Yeah, title so if, <laughs> Like, if you win, it, like, the common sense says, even like DC said in, with Ariel, he was saying how he had went to negotiate, and they said no, and he was like, cool. He's like, I'll just prove myself, and I'll get what I'll, and then when I prove my, he's like, cool, we'll let this max, we'll max it, this is my last fight on my contract, and we'll negotiate after that. And sure enough, he said Fertitta was able to get, was like, yo, listen, don't even worry about it. Deal's done. But in the same breath, he also realizes that the, the reality is if I become a champion, it's hard to me. not. Yeah, yeah, you need me. You need me, one. And two, it's going to be hard for you not to negotiate with me. And on top of it, you're going to get buys. So let's say he beats Usman, right? Yeah. He beats Usman. And then let's say if it's a... a a nice if it's a fight just like with Usman and Kobe, right? Right. And it's a close, but it's like even closer of a fight. Psh, you could run that back a second time. Yes, sir. And then and when you run it back the second time, you could negotiate for you could negotiate your your price then if you're not getting what you want. But you got what you wanted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the crazy part. Like, like to some extent, this is ego. It this reminds me of Latrice Sprewell when I think. <laughs> Like I think I forget what it was. What was they trying to give him like forty million dollars or some shit like that? It was like some ridiculous number. And he told him, "Nah, that's not enough money. I got a lot of kids." And we never heard from the tree speedroll after that. Like you know, he, he faded to black after that. My thing is, I think they will. I think there is a chance that Jorge Masvidal still gets a bigger fight, only because like at the end of the day, Jorge Masvidal can make that money. But as far as the deal after that, though. As far as everything said and done, especially if he loses the fight that they give him next, that next deal is going to be a little shaky. But that's the I, thing. Well, I, I, well, I was just going to say that's the thing, though. Like, if he gets the next fight, it, though, it would be bad. To, it would be good to put him in a big fight next, which would only be Usman, either Usman or the BMF rematch. Like, or Connor. Or Connor. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, or Connor, but. Uh, that it, shit, even Connor, I, I don't think they would give him Connor because Connor's Connor's a huge payday for him. Connor would be a huge payday for him, but yeah, they would they would have to up the bag for the Connor fight. Yeah, and plus on top of it, right now with 
Connor, even Connor has been talking out to the UFC. So it would just be hard for something like that to happen. I, it could happen, but I think, I think Leon Edwards might be like the best bet in saying like, Hey, since you want to fight, since you want to fight, cool. Well, let's see. Let's if you can beat him, I'll give you a title shot, and let's yeah. make it a hard fight. Cause if it's a hard fight, it's gonna be hard to negotiate money. If you have a close fight, if a, if it's close enough of a fight and fans want to see a rematch, Dana might really try to stall it out. Have Usman fight someone else. Yeah. If Usman was to fight someone else and it's a close fight with uh, Leon Edwards, you could run that back and be like, "Well, Usman just had a fight, so you're not fighting him right now. He wants to." Uh, a title when you have a title that's what two two or three fights a year yeah man so i have i had a homeboy who was saying about the usman fight he right. was hoping he was hoping that burns would win and the reason why he was hoping the the whole diva situation that's going on at welterweight if burns wins it's fucking over yeah because burns yeah. is willing to fight anybody burns was even the first choice with the welterweight yeah. title fight he was like the third fucking choice. He's willing to fight anybody. He's even taking this fight with Usman on short notice, if you think about it. it he just fought, like, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah against Woodley. Yeah, and now, like, in two, two, three weeks, he's fighting again. That, for a title, that's crazy. If he wins, if he beats Usman, all them fucking divas and shit at the welterweight, it's over. And I think <laughs> and I think that's probably the reason why Dana gave it to, to Burns, because he's like, look, if this guy wins, I don't have to worry about fighter pay complaints. I don't got to worry about no. I'm not fighting him. I'm not fighting that. It, yeah. I think I think Dana's over that shit, man. And I think I think Burns will probably act like you said. Burns will probably take it to the back to the old days where it's just like, who who? No, I'm not fighting no big fight. I want to. I'm not fighting no money grabber. I want to fight who's who's number one. Who's the next contender? Right. Yeah, yeah. And and I like Usman. I think Usman's a good fighter. But part of me wants to root for Burns just for that reason, bro. I'm so sick of tired of these fucking champions like Habib and Usman fighting once a year. I'm tired of that, man. I'm so tired of that shit. It's annoying. I get it. I mean, I'm I'm going to go for. I'm always going to go with Usman just because, yeah. like, just because of who he is and yeah. like just his. Because I always, I definitely like. He's he's Nigerian at that, so it's like. I'm rooting for him, but at the same time, it's if he loses that belt, we saw it. Like I always said, once once Tyron once Tyron Woodley lost, he was never fighting for the belt again. I always said that because he was a crybaby. Yeah, <laughs> and he he never fought for the belt again. He never fought for the belt again. And I think with even Usman, if he with all like the all like the little drama show shit like. Dana might mess around and say, "All right, cool. Burns got the belt. We're gonna give him. Let's say Leon Edwards beats uh beats Masvidal. All right, cool. We're gonna let you fight uh Edwards next. Since y'all like to beat divas, I'm gonna let Usman and Masvidal fight, and nobody. And it's just an undercard fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think only like two or three people are gonna get the money they're looking for, and that's Connor first and foremost. Connor's gonna get the money. It just depends on who he's fighting. Right. John yeah. Jones. John Jones will probably get the money. Yeah, you got to be careful with Connor, but they're going to give him the money. John Jones will probably get the money because at the end of the day, he's the best of all time. And then possibly Henry Cejudo. Other than that, nobody is going to get the money they're asking for. And that Henry Cejudo is like 
Maybe. Uh, th- yeah, I was going to say, that's I, a close one. I, I disagree with, about Henry. You know, I think Henry, if he ever is going to make money for fighting, it's going to be in that boxing match with Ryan Garcia. He is not going to make whatever. I'm not saying he doesn't make good money now, but he probably won't make any more than what he's making now unless he comes back and kills the competition. But he, you know, he said he's retired. I know you say he wanted to um go up to forty five next. Yeah, to fight so, Volkanovski. Yeah, but even then, like uh, the reality is, though it though it would be a beautiful thing to see, I think for Dana he also realizes, I he doesn't need that because that's someone that's gonna clog. If he has if he has three belts, he's gonna clog up. He's gonna mess up the whole thing for the UFC. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have. Three divisions clogged up, and two are actually really good divisions. Yeah. 35 and 45, they're really great divisions. So he's going to clog those up and have 25 clogged up. Like, And then if he pulls a stunt and say, oh, I think I might retire, like just like Amanda Nunes is saying now. Yeah. Like, if he decides to say, oh, I'm going to just retire. Uh, what? What do you mean you're going to retire? Like, I have three belts. <laughs> I have three belts. I got to have three people fight for these belts. <laughs> Like nah, fuck that. Nah, I see what you're saying. It's just and like I said, like I, it's a, it's a strong maybe with Henry. Like I just, I don't see him really being the one to get the bag at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't, it's it's hard to see it. It's hard for me to see that. It's really hard for me to see that. But I know. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys are ready to wrap this thing up. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. All right. Well, um, before we get up out of here. I do want to say this, and we'll talk more about it next week. Uh, Wale got an album coming out Friday night. Um, can't wait to hear that because I'm very curious to see this may be the climate that he can actually reemerge his career in just because of social awareness and social consciousness. But I think we'll have to listen to the album to see where that's going to go. Um, yeah, I'm. that's really it. That's the one thing I really want to see in – I want to actually see more about. Uh, I need to look more into this whole Lecrae thing and this white blessing from slavery thing. Oh God! Like, yeah, I, I got to look more into that because it's, it's it's some it's a very interesting thing. But just look if anybody's listening, just look up the uh, Lecrae Lecrae and blessings. Just type in Lecrae and white blessings. It's a very inter- inter- interesting interesting interview. So, but other than that. Listen, just follow the podcast on Instagram, Highly Advised Podcast, or check it out on Twitter, Highly. No, check it out on Twitter at Advised Highly. Um, yeah, and tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. We're on every. Uh, we're on all platforms, so just stream it, run the numbers up, and hopefully we can give you a live show soon or something. Yes, sir. With that tell- being said, Nigel, any last words? Um, I don't have any last words. If you're playing The Last of Us, or if you're playing The Last of Us 2, let me know. Let me know what you think. Don't spoil shit. That'll be pissed off. <laughs> With that being said, you have been highly, hardly, hardly advised. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, wow. <laughs>